Well, I think we should all rejoice in Helen reading that so clearly and (laughs) As many of you will know, we've been going through the book of Nehemiah and seeing how analogous this book can become. In other words, seeing how the Israelites dealt with their trials and their tribulations in rebuilding that wall and how it can help us be in 21st century Britain. And don't we have a lot of those difficulties today? Well, the theme I've been given this morning as a story, and thank you, Edward, for giving me such a nice title. But do we feel like rejoicing today? Even with Boris next week, there seems to be so much apprehension of going back to some kind of normality having been told for the last and to wear masks and everything else which goes along with that, a number feel uncomfortable with the virus gathering pace. How can we wholeheartedly... Well, before we start looking at this passage, I'd like to ask us all a question. And I'm asking myself this question too. Us rejoice today. And let's be totally honest with ourselves here. And it's a shame you'll have masks on because it would be great to watching it with the family. Then do talk with each other about what makes you rejoice today. And I can feel many of us thinking that we'd like to rejoice. But didn't the team do well making it through to the finals? And I thought it brought the whole country closer together. I asked Gina, sees the first swift or swallow arrive, a harbinger of spring and summer. She said that she rejoices at the beauty and the seeing a sunrise or a sunset, seeing our grandson or granddaughters take their first steps. You know, I love to play golf, and I'd really rejoice if I had one. I think I might even throw my hands up in the air. But the last time I caught a salmon, it was so long ago, and excited if I caught another. I'm sure Edward will rejoice when he fills all the vacancies for the staff in the parish if we were given the all-clear after treatment. And I said to uh, some of the nine o'clock, and it may um, be relevant to some here today, with people when peace was declared in 1945. There are so many things where we rejoice. But being so honest, where does God come in that equation? And this is where I think we can all learn from Nehemiah, Ezra, and all years ago. This book is really a story for our time today. And this is certainly true regarding why they rejoiced and to whom when they rejoiced. Much is made in our passage about the dedication of the rebuilt wall in Jerusalem. We see at the start of us. At the dedication of the wall, the Levites who sought out from where they lived and brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully with songs of thanksgiving. The Levites and the leaders, but two large choirs were involved to give thanks. In fact, it says in chapter 7 that there were some 245 men. Choir that must have been. And they went in opposite directions at the top of the wall. And then in verse 40, Nehemiah writes, the two choirs take their places in the house of God. And Derek Kidner and his commentary on Ezra and Nehemiah, I think, makes a really impact by saying the destination of the choirs 
the Levites and the, leader, uh, the, the leaders. The destination was the house of God for the reference and not the focal point of the celebrations. The focal point of the celebrations and rejoicing was on God himself. And I think it's important to view their reasons for rejoicing. And I'm going to make three brief points here. Firstly, God had, just as Jeremiah had prophesied all those years ago, the Jews had been in captivity for some 70 years. And God had ordered this exile because of their disobedience and prophets and turned their backs on God and everything that God had stood for. But it was the Lord who moved the heart of Cyrus, the king of Persia, a temple in Jerusalem, and allowed the exiles to return to help build the temple. And Nehemiah, having learnt of the destruction of Xerxes, Cyrus's brother, if he could rebuild Jerusalem, and with God's blessing, the approval was given. You see, it's he who's sovereign. He ordered their exile and their release. And if it was, if it was God, it was God who equipped their leaders, Ezra and Nehemiah. And as Nehemiah said in chapter two, the gracious hand of God is upon me. And we know from the book of Ezra, the exiles returned. God orchestrated their rescue and their release. Secondly, God provided for their security of the wall was a phenomenal undertaking. Archaeologists have found that the length of the wall is nearly two and a half miles in circumference. The wall is eight feet thick. One of the stones, one of the cornerstones, was some 24 feet long. And the walls contained 34 winer gates. And the amazing thing is, it took just 52 days to build. The stones may have already been there, there are heaps of rubble, right? Mortar and design, and taking into account their weight was a monumental task. This puts into sharp contrast traveling on the road from Chefinity water and cadent gas, affixing some pipes. And you see on the little yellow sign there, it says, Well, we finish in February 2022. But when you drive past, they sometimes don't have anyone working on it. But, but let's, not, let's not go there. But as well as it kept them safe from outside attack and interference. Do you remember how there was a lot of opposition to building that wall? The little Ryan and the Samaya, they all got involved and planned to attack the Jews whilst they were building the wall. They tried to intimidate uh, Nehemiah himself and kept them safe from attack. You know, he energized them, he motivated them, he gave them great discernment. God provided all the wall to be finished. Now, once the walls and gates were in place, the people felt secure from their enemies and in charge of and how reassuring and comforting this must have been for them. The wall became a symbol of security and protection, hope and and thirdly, God gave them a sense of belonging and reconciliation. After their exile, the people must have known that they would reject abandoned, and seeing their temple burned and their walls destroyed, they must have had a sense of hopelessness, being forsaken by God to his promises. He wanted his chosen people to be restored, reconciled, and forgiven. 
And after Levites helped them understand it, and he did this day after day, and this culminated, as we heard last week, if you were here, in a great confession, both for themselves. They spoke of how God had rescued them from the past of Egypt, and even with continued rebellion against God, God kept his covenant of love and acted faithfully. Bound themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God, recommitting themselves to God, God in his mercy, forgiving and reckoning. The dedication of the wall was not the raison d'etre for their rejoicing. The dedication of the wall became a catalyst for their rejoicing. Done. But just imagine, as the people sat in the house of God, the rejoicing and celebrating manifested itself the wonders of God's rescue, the wonders of God providing them security and safety with the provision of the wall, and above all else, to become his people again, to become his chosen people, the people of God. And in verse 40, could be heard far, far away. So let's be perfectly honest. On the list of things for which we rejoice, of our list. You see, he has rescued us from captivity, the captivity of sin and judgment profound way than bringing the exiles back from Babylon with the death and resurrection of his one and only son, Jesus. Can it be? I think sums it up beautifully where it says, long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye, the dungeon flames with light. My chains fell off, it says, my heart was free. I rose, went forth and followed thee. I'll be doing online would switch off if I did. But once we believe in Jesus, our chains fall off. God has released us from this captivity. We a new creation in Christ. We, through faith in Christ, are released from exile. And into, as the apostle Peter says, and in spoil or fade, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation. This is by God's power through his Holy Spirit. And even when we go through tough times, we're shielded by God's power. And even though the wall of Jerusalem was indicative and symbolic of God's security, it pales into its insignificance isn't to, be, to being shielded by the power of God through his Holy Spirit living in us. The wall was eventually destroyed, ever be destroyed. Through faith, through our faith in Jesus, God's provision of our Jesus means that we can wholeheartedly rejoice, wholeheartedly in becoming a people of God. There can be no greater ambition people of God. I might one day get a hole in one. I might even catch a salmon. Who knows? And I'll enjoy the moment. But it's only a moment. The following week will come, the following month, and the memory will just begin to fade. But the Christian faith and hope is not transitory. It doesn't spoil over time. But it's a permanent hope of everlasting significance. 
This, brothers, rejoice. But there's one other thing. You see in verse 44 of our reading, it says, At that time, men for the contributions, first fruits, and tithes. And in verse 47, it says, So in the days of Nehemiah, all Israel, all Israel to the singers, gatekeepers, and Levites. In response to what they had received from God, and in their rejoicing to God, they gave tithes and first fruits. Yes, first fruits. They were not going to neglect the house of God as they'd done in the past. We can all give of ourselves in different ways. And this is an expression of thanks, not just with our lips, but in practical ways to help grow God's, God's kingdom here. As we leave here today, let's reflect on the things we thought of earlier that make us rejoice and hold these in contrast to the re-rejoiced. And personally, I found this passage as a story for our time so helpful because it's helped me recalibrate putting God to the top of the list, putting God first and praising in him and rejoicing in him every day. It's released us from captivity, from our individual exile. He's given us security through his Holy Spirit and enabled us to chosen people, a people belonging to God. But what a great and glorious God we have in whom we can rejoice. Well, the words of our next song shine a sharp focus on the wonders of being. Through faith in Jesus, we're reconciled, cleansed, and forgiven. And where we can all dwell together in faith and unison with the happy and weeping with those who mourn as one body in Christ.